All right, stalemates, what's up, guys? We're back with another episode. As you guys know, it is Monday, January 17, 2022. Another good wrestling weekend has wrapped up, which means that we are here to tell you guys kind of what's going on on the wrestling world and the wrestling scene. Uh, most of you guys follow along, but I think some of you guys are busy and have you know, other things going on in your life that you can't keep up with what's going on. And sometimes it's too hard to go through the forums and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and to find out everything that's going on. So here's some of the topics that this week came in our radar. Um, if you're looking for like technical breakdowns, predictions, scores, all that stuff, this is not the show for you. This is a show for you people who want to know what storylines are going on, who want to see the viral clips that's happened throughout the week, who want to, you know, hear some of the, the uh the rumors and and what's you know what's going on basically off the mat as well as on the mat a little bit but for the most part you know we break down uh just the topics that you guys want to hear about if you don't want to hear about these things i get it that's fine but without further ado uh my name's zach this is tyler how's it going everybody um and, and we are stalemates we are also presented <laughs> We are also presented by Barbarian Apparel, Spider Matte Tape, and Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. Uh, Barbarian Apparel, you guys already know. If you guys have been Stalemates fans, you guys know that they've been rocking with us since day one. So we rock with them. We hope that you'll rock with them as well. If you need that custom team apparel, Josh and company out of Cincinnati, Ohio, will hook you up. They they help sponsor a lot of Greco athletes. They, uh, they sponsor our show. They do the Barbarian Hour podcast as well. Just total wrestling people. They do the right thing at all times. They're the premier sponsor of Stalemate Street League and everything else that we do. So we got to shout out Barbarian Apparel. Also, Spider Matt Tape. People have been buying the Matt Tape, and it's been great. Just talked to Jared the other day. Uh, also in Ohio, we got a big Ohio presence this show, every show. And uh, people are buying the Matt Tape. They're liking it. The reviews are great. So go check out Spider Matt Tape. It's the official Matt Tape of Stalemate Street League. We're going to talk about Stalemate Street League on our Patreon-only episode after this episode. So if, if you want to check that out, you can subscribe to our Patreon and check that out. But Spider Matt Tape is the official Matt Tape and the only Matt Tape that we'll use at Stalemate Street League. And last but not least, above and beyond Wash and Seal. Okay, Above and Beyond Wash and Seal is a wrestling diehard fan. He's an Iowa Hawkeye fan, but if you're in the state of Iowa and you need a custom floor or any sort of, uh, you need your floors redone, anything like that, they'll come in, grind it down, smooth it out, make it look sick. They can put your logo in it. Uh, he wants to put in our logo on our floor. That's totally a possible thing that he can do. So hit up Trent at Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. He also just did the, uh, the um, floor at my barber shop. And it looks great. So uh, if you need any sort of uh, flooring needs, they got you. Um, Tyler, anything anything you want to say before uh, we start the show? Mm, no. I feel like there's a lot of wrestling going on this weekend for, like, we kind of don't have as many topics as usual, I feel like, for how much wrestling was going on. Yeah, there was a lot of wrestling going on, but the drama this week was kind of, uh, yeah, a little bit dry. So we're yeah. going to actually bring on a special guest today um, at the end of the show. His name is Cody Goodwin. He's the resident good guy, the resident reporter in wrestling. Let me say this. The job that he has is, one, it's not an easy one because there's so much wrestling going on within the state of Iowa. But it's one that is, you know, I'd put it up there with like the governor or something like that. In the mm -hmm. state of Iowa, wrestling is king. And when the guy 
when a guy is responsible for reporting on all levels of wrestling for the biggest newspaper publication in Iowa, the Des Moines Register, that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty powerful guy. So we're going to have him on later in the show. He's actually going to talk about Austin DeSanto. We're going to talk about Iowa State a little bit. We're going to talk about you and I a little bit. So if you're an Iowan, you'll probably really enjoy the show. If you're not an Iowan, it's not a bad idea to spy on the opponents. So listen towards the end of the show. We'll have Cody call in, and uh, we're going to talk to him, kind of pick his brain about what's going on. Um, Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Roll the intro. All right, first topic on the docket today is this guy named Uncle Tony. I didn't know who this guy was. Um, Pardon me for not knowing this. I sent out a tweet, later found out that a lot of people do know this guy. I said, I need some context. Uh, Who is this guy? Um, Somebody originally said, who's who's this guy? Like yelling, deep voice, you know, and uh, that that is uh, the, so what's it say? It says, uh, who is this guy yelling with a deep voice at the Penn State he Rutgers match? Tagged Willie in it to ask him, and then Willie responded with, "It's Uncle Tony." It's Uncle Tony, which, which immediately didn't help me at all. Yeah, so that's what I said. I need some context. Who is this? I did get a handful of DMs um, telling me a little bit about this guy. But go back to that picture if you mind. Um, so yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anything like that, you obviously can't see what we're looking at here. You we'll can check it on video. Yeah, we'll link in the video. Um, so it's, uh, it's mascot Willie put up a tweet. It says it's uncle Tony with this guy. Right. And this guy looks like an older gentleman and, uh, he's rocking two chains now. Um, no pun intended. Bury me in the liquor store. Uh, uncle Tony chain, which is who he is. So, um, there's that. And then there's also the Jesus peach, which is kind of made famous by good music. Right, Tyler? Yeah, I think, I believe that's correct. Do you know that, or are you just saying, yeah? No, no, I'm just agreeing. <laughs> well, I know that because I used to be a big Kanye. I'm still a good big Kanye fan, but um, that was like the Jesus piece that they that he would hand out if you became part of good music. So I don't know if Uncle Tony knows <laughs> that. I don't know if that has anything to yeah. do with this, uh, but it is funny uh, that he has a Jesus piece on. And um, I started doing like a little deep dive of this guy. I'm actually trying to get him on the show. Um, somebody okay. reached out. That's Jesus' head, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So somebody reached out and um, gave me his number. And so I called. The, well, I didn't call it yet. I told the guy, I was like, well, can I text? He says, no, call him. So I texted him anyways, because I feel like it's weird to just cold call somebody. At least send him a text. And if they call you, mm-hmm. then they'll call you. Anyways, I, I uh, shoot the guy a text. I haven't heard from him yet. So I'm like, all right. So I just go down this. Thank you. <laughs> I just go down this uh, rabbit hole of Uncle Tony content. He's been on the Bader show before. He has been on, um, I think that's it. Dang. No, I saw a clip of uh, Pat Papalizio on the Bader show. Uh, really, this all stems from the these, this Bader show episode. But um, this guy essentially is like a super fan of wrestling, but goes kind of beyond that. So he's, he's had a big role in um, like Tommy Gant's life. Um, I saw that like Jordan Oliver was retweeting everything that we were saying or that people were saying um, about Uncle Tony to us. 
So he's not like a heckler or anything like that. No. So his son is um I gotta look it up. He just wrestled in the um can you look up the Penn State Rutgers? Uh yeah. Wait, it's actually it's actually this next video. So um go to go to this next video here. Um it's on the docket. Um so I found this video in the wrestling room. Shout out to the wrestling room. Um a lot of times when I try to find these topics, I just go through these forums and just try to find the most interesting stuff. That way you guys don't have to if you're not into that kind of thing. Uh, but go ahead and play this video. Full screen. Tony Negron. Tell him, Tony, someone said. <laughs> it looks like he's about to walk off. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, this guy's just like a super passionate guy. He seems like a good guy. A lot of people had a lot of really positive things to say about him. To me, it's like kind of, it's kind of, um, you know, you mentioned the heckler. It's kind of uh, Robin Ficker-ish. Which yeah, I know some people have certain opinions about the Maryland heckler. He's he's been great to me, so I got nothing nothing negative I think to it's say. Just like the super fan side of him. Yeah, like anybody that's gonna show up and um, have almost like an outfit on. Like not saying the chains and the jewelry is an outfit. Right. The only reason I said that is because he was on the Bader show and he talked about kind of why he wears that kind of jewelry and. Uh, you know, he it's for him. It's like strategic. He said so. Like he shows up to these dual meets, and he's wearing not dual meets. He shows up to these tournaments, and he's wearing the chains and and the jewelry and whatnot. And it basically he he takes like kids that have had let's say alternative paths in life, mm-hmm. and um, he tries to find ways to relate to them to get them motivated to wrestle or to do this or do that. Uh, and, and the chains and stuff like that kind of draws in those kind of kids and so he says that he can relate to them better than sometimes um like the coach can and that's kind of what Papa, pat papalizio said uh they were talking about tommy gant didn't want to wrestle back for third and i don't remember what tournament it was i don't know if it was a uh, world team trials olympic team trials u.s open what it was mm-hmm. it was some big tournament but essentially he was going to be done and, and the goal was no longer in reach so he was going to just you know forfeit out on the backside. that happens quite a lot in uh those bigger tournaments and you know, Pat Papalizio was like, no, you got to do this. You got to do this, right? And, you know, Tommy Gant was saying, no, he wasn't going to do it. Essentially, they said, hey, we need to call Uncle Tony out here. And, and they got <laughs> Uncle Tony back there and talked him into, uh, you know, they, they said they shut the door and they don't know what happened behind the scenes. But this is like the magic man. This guy showed huh. up and he, and he got Tommy Gant to wrestle back on the backside. Interesting. But he's got a kid, too, who wrestles. Yeah, which is that okay. Tony Negron. Um, yep. Which I think, if I get this correctly, he was at a JUCO, but then he used to work out at the RTC with the Wolfpack, and uh, he's a big Wolfpack sponsor. He's he's connected to to um, North Carolina State somehow, but now his okay. son's wrestling uh, for Penn State. Um, I see. Yeah, gotcha. I don't know. Just super interesting guy, Uncle Tony. Yeah, I've been trying to get him on the show. If you guys if you guys are listening and you know him. Um, I did shoot him a text and maybe, maybe, um, first of all, I don't think he has any clue who we are. I'm not sure if he's, if he's like in the Twitter game at all, but if you don't reach out to him and say, Hey, you know, this would be a fun show to do or, you know, maybe, maybe he'll do it. I don't know. Definitely.
So these guys are all right. Yeah, give us give us like yeah, a give a us like nudge. a stamp of approval, maybe. Um, all right, let's let's get to the next topic. Uh, I just want to talk about I wanted to talk about Uncle Tony. I thought it's interesting. Anytime there's some sort of storyline that there's not a lot of content out there, I want to put it out there. So, next topic here, Tyler. Um, let's talk about this video that I found on uh, the wrestling. Well, I forgot to hit the uh, topic button there. All right, Chris Cannon. Right? Yep. So Chris Cannon uh, is wrestling Colin Shriver, which that is its own storyline in itself, the Colin Shriver redshirt poll. Um, we don't know what's going on with DeSanto. Again, we're going to try to have Cody Goodwin on later on the show, and maybe yeah. Cody can tell us what's going on with DeSanto. Where is he? I've heard a lot of rumors. Where is he? Mm-hmm. But Chris Cannon had an all-time wrestling moment that almost every wrestler has probably had. Right, most wrestling parents are are borderline a little crazy. Right, not all of them, but a lot of wrestling parents are borderline crazy. If you don't believe me, go to your local freaking wrestling youth tournament and then come back and tell me that I'm right. But Chris Cannon is wrestling Colin Shriver. Um, is he down at this point, or is he winning? What where are we at? Set, set it up. Set it up for us. Yeah. Okay. It's four to three, and they're in neutral, and um, it looks like he gets a takedown on the edge, and. It's either people think it's his dad or it's some Northwestern fan or something like that. There, but yeah. He just tells him how he feels. Clearly, it's a Northwestern fan because this fan is yelling very loudly um, at the ref and saying that's two, right? So you got to assume it's Northwestern fan. Well, we don't know if whether or not that's his dad or not. It could just be a crazy Northwestern fan. Somebody and, else put it out there that it's dad, yeah. that the it's only, his dad, but we don't really know. The only reason we think that is because on the... Uh, the Matt board form, the title of it is, did Chris Cannon tell his dad to shut up? Yeah, I don't, it's kind of crazy that he would assume that it's his dad. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, who else is going to be cheering this loudly on mm. top of the mat um, for just right. a kid they're not related to? Which yeah. when you hear it, it'll make sense. Maybe it's just some another super fan. Right. Um, but go ahead and play it. Attacks of his own. He turned it up. There you go. And that's a nice double leg. Again, they call that out of bounds. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Rewind that one more time. Rewind that just to the point where uh, where we hear the guy say it. Did you go too far? Five to three lead in favor of Cannon. Shriver needs to do something. Riff a little bit. Time stamp again. He had one job. Just go back to. Uh, it should say that there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So listen closely here. Again, they call that out of bounds. Right here. Uh, oh well. Just under ten seconds left. That is like, it's the hold on right here. Hold on. And that's a nice double leg. Again, they call that out of bounds. Uh, like it's easy to hear him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just. Uh, so yeah, that is, um, that is, I've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've been there with, uh, you know, my mom is always very vocal in the stands and, um, I tend to like tune it out, but uh, you know, sometimes you just can't hear some of that stuff. Yeah. But he was like, like, I think him and his one, he's like, dad, I'm like, I'm winning. Like relax. It'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, he wrestles through that and then he hangs on and wins by just the one point anyway. So I think he knew he was all right. I just thought it was probably like the most relatable moment that we we've seen in college wrestling in a long time. At least uh-huh. for, at least for me, like 
I don't know. Like here, like here, and like, like calm down. Like it's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Did you find that just looking on forums? Um, the openmat.com. It was, I was just going through and I clicked. Uh, Chris Cannon tells his dad to shut up. And I thought that was a <laughs> hilarious. Thought that was a hilarious, yeah. hilarious headline because. I don't know why that's newsworthy. And then I go and I watch the actual video. And I'm like, yeah, Dude, that's funny. Just, I would not even have known that happened. Well, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, that's yeah. what this, this show is for is we yep. show you guys, uh, the stuff that gyms. Yeah. You shouldn't even care about, but it's on our show now. So check it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to move on here. Shout out to Chris Cannon. Shout out to Northwestern. Right. Someone said it could have been Shriver's dad. He's been known to get under people's skin. <laughs> that was a shot at the Sano. I don't think that that was uh, Shriver's dad. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Shrievers, though. Um, all right. Next topic here, and then we're going to get Cody Goodwin on the show. The Big Ten Network is, uh, they have, like, an insanely highly produced um, TV show. And uh, Shane Sparks, who is um, a local legend um, in the wrestling streets, some of you might know him. Some of you, some of you might not know him. But uh, just one second. All right, there we go. Yeah. So some of you might know Shane Sparks. He is. Uh, he's. He's always talking about Matt returns. He's kind of the commentator for every Big Ten duel. At least all the big ones that they actually uh, have on the Big Ten Network and not Big Ten Plus. They gave him the keys to his own network TV show, and I think this is. Um, Great for wrestling, really great for the Big Ten. If you're a Big Ten school and you're recruiting against, you know, a, excuse me, a Big 12 conference or a Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever, uh, MAC, SOCON, this is one more thing that you can kind of uh, market towards these athletes is like, hey, what other, what other conference has this level of production, not only for our dual meets, but you also get covered, um, you also covered by these network tv shows and uh i don't know i think it's good for wrestling and shane sparks is a total professional when it comes to this kind of stuff um i've learned throughout the um past year or so throwing our own, own events how hard commentating and all that stuff is and uh to see shane sparks get his own tv show i think uh, that deserves a um a clap button on there Did you get to see it at all? Did you see any of the clips? Yeah. No, I watched it. It's super good production. And, um, yeah, it's definitely a step up in wrestling content. I think it's pretty unique. I would love to see this level of um, production for the Big 12. As you guys know, I'm an Iowa State guy. Um, also, though, shout out to Michigan State, Big 10. Uh, but, you know, I think you know, overall this is good for wrestling. Hopefully it gets really good ratings and mm. uh, Shane can continue to do cool stuff. Is that, like, physically on TV as well? Yeah, yeah, the Big okay. Ten Network. Yep, That's it's on. Sweet. It's on yeah, tonight. That's awesome. So, um, you guys go check it out if you haven't already seen it. All right, we got him in the waiting room, guys. The people or the person that you guys have been waiting for. Um, let's see if I can go ahead and get the graphic right this time. Uh, I want this guy to come on the show because I want to find out what's going on with Austin DeSanto. This guy's the most connected guy in the state of Iowa when it comes to wrestling. I also want to find out some other things as well. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Cody Goodwin. Cody, can you hear us? Looks like he's kind of frozen. He does appear rather frozen right now. This is not oh, a good start. This sounds not frozen. Now let's try it. Now can you hear me? There we go. Yes. Where are you, where are you at? Uh, <laughs> I can hear the applause. 
Um, I'm at the gym. You caught me between lifts. Ah, I see you, boy. Yeah. Right there. Oh. There we go. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry that we had to interrupt the the workout, the, the swollenness, but the people want to know. I'm going to give you three options or four options, and I want you to tell me what's true and what's not true. We're talking about Austin DeSanto, one of the most electric guys in college wrestling this past three or four years, whatever it is, five years. Who knows? Could be seven. Um, does Austin DeSanto, is he suspended for cussing at a ref or something like that? Did he get a really bad grade? Uh, is he injured and his career is over? Is he transferring or other? I feel inclined to say other because I don't, I'm not, I'm not of the rumor mill. You and I have talked about this. If, if I'm going to put something out there, I have to be hundred percent sure about it. I've heard various things. Um, and if we're going to read the tea leaves, I don't know if we'll see Austin DeSanto again this season because they pulled Colin Shriver out of redshirt. Now I'm not saying that's hundred percent certain, but the tea leaves would lead me to think that that's what we're going to see moving forward. Things could change. We're supposed to talk with Tom later this week. Um, so obviously we'll get the chance to ask him about it. Um, nobody got back to me through the weekend to, you know, I had a handful of questions, obviously, after what we saw on Friday. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm going to check the other box just because I'm, I'm not 100 percent confident in a, in a couple of the things that I've heard. Yeah. So we saw Jesse Ibarra wrestling 33. He loses um, the next dual meet. They throw out Shriver. Uh, we never really heard from Tom and, and why they are going with backups. He did say that, uh, didn't he say something on the lines of uh, DeSanto put himself on the bench or something like that? Like so I've been thinking about best. this, um, and I'm going to explain it in a way for people to chew on this. When he did not wrestle DeSanto, when he did not wrestle against Purdue, this would have been last Sunday, um, we asked Tom what was up with him because he was on the bench. Um, I went back and rewatched the duel. He was there. Um, even though I didn't see him at the time. And Tom said um, DeSanto took the day off. And when we, I followed up immediately after that and said, was it his decision or your decision? And Tom said it was his decision referring to Austin DeSanto. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that could mean a dozen different things. And so that's where I'm kind of reading the tea leaves here. And I think we're going to see a lot more of Colin Schreiber moving forward. That said, things could change later this week when we ask Tom what's up. But again, I'm just trying to put the puzzle pieces together with what I do know and what I have heard. One other thing I want to talk about is Tom said that you guys should stay off the freaking forums or some something along those lines, right? Now, if you know our show, that's where we live. That's where we get our, that's where we make our money. That's where we find our topics. That's where our friends are. At the end of the day, we're just passionate fans. I'm not taking it to heart, Tom. If you're watching, I'm sorry. I'm a forum junkie, right? I don't post a lot, but I do read a lot. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I share stuff with friends here and there. Um, but was there any rumor out there about this Austin DeSanto situation that you can 100% say that that is not true? Um, honestly, no, just cause I don't, I don't know. Um, which is a really frustrating thing for someone in my position to be in. And I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. Like this is one of the frustrating parts about being in, in my position and, and being kind of shut out from these things is that, you know, sometimes the truth can just, you know, like, what's the old phrase, the truth will set you free. Like this would, you know, if they would just come out and say something, um, and not be coy about it. 
it would make a lot of people's lives easier. Um, it sounds like I'm complaining about lack of access, but at the same time, like people would calm down, you know, and it's almost like, you know, the, the lack of transparency is kind of needling the fan base a little bit. And I know that there's a lot of people that are frustrated for various reasons about why DeSanto isn't wrestling and why we don't have a clear answer as to why that is. Um, but this is just, this is the way they operate, right? Remember last year at the NCAA championships when, when Marinelli forfeited out, um, Tom said something to the effect of, you know, we love Alex Marinelli and you take the ups with the downs. And I'm not going to lie. My first thought when Tom said that was, oh my God, did he quit? Um, when the clear answer was he had a busted rib, right? And if he'd have just said that, we'd all been like, well, yeah, duh, you're not going to wrestle with that, right? But just because of, you know, long-term effects, you could punch her along, that sort of thing. Um, you know, so like, I don't, you know, here we are kind of, you know, circling our tails again, um, trying to figure out what's going on. We'll, we'll talk to Tom obviously later this week again, and hopefully we get some clarity. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it, this is a weird deal. And, but this is, you know, Iowa does this sometimes. So, so here we are. How nervous do you get asking Tom these questions that, you know, you're kind of the voice of the people, right? You do the, you do the mailbag, you, people send you questions. What do you guys want to know? And I feel like you're the messenger pigeon for us um, peons that can't go on and ask Tom <laughs> questions. How, how nervous do you get when you ask him these things? Because obviously he doesn't want to tell people what's going on, right? And I actually think that it's kind of a marketing thing, don't you? Like, hey, if you guys want to find out who's going to wrestle – why would I tell you when I can get you to tune in? But how nervous There's do you get? There's something to that. I, I don't get nervous. Um, I mean, I've been covering wrestling in this state in some capacity um, for, what, a decade now? Um, you know, because I, I covered the Hawkeyes at the student newspaper at the Daily Iowan back when I was a student there. Um, so I, I personally am not nervous, but, like, I know that, I know that that's a thing that, you know, people – like oh should we should we ask this question like yeah you should ask that question that's your job and that's what we do whenever we get the opportunity you know like i reached out to members of the program over the weekend you know just sending out a handful of text messages just like hey like help me make sense of this what's going on like nobody responded but you know, like that's part of my job is to try and reach out and make sense of these things so then i can you know try and relay it to you guys in a way that makes sense right absolutely and, and what i got i have i need some advice as well I've talked about this before. I talked about this on one of our Patreon-only episodes, which you guys should check out. For $3.99, you can be a uh, Patreon member and, and hear Subscribe. some content. Subscribe. There you go. But I said, sometimes coaches will tell me things, and I don't know if that's them trying to tell me that I should put it out into the ether or if that's them telling me from peer to peer and I should tweet it. What is your general rule? Um, I usually follow up with, you know, come again? Can I get some clarity? I'll ask another, you know, if there's an immediate question that comes to mind as like a follow-up, you know, like the DeSanto thing with him wrestle against Purdue. Like he said, you know, I didn't ask the first question. Somebody else beat me to it and said, you know, Hey, where's DeSanto? Like he took the day off. And then my immediate follow-up was like, okay, whose decision was that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so like now I'm chewing on that a little bit more after we saw Schreiber wrestle this weekend. Um, like what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to ask you, if Tom tells you something, does that mean no matter what Tom tells you, you're allowed to tweet it? Or is there like some sort of like, hey, can I tweet this? Or like, do you ask them? Like, can I make this public? How does that work? Let us let us uh, know. It kind of depends on the setting. Like, there's a lot of times where like, I'll just see Tom and it's just me and him. Like, you know, at like the junior world team trials and, and senior nationals in the spring, for example, like me and him were just chilling 
just kind of talking, hanging out, picking each other's brains, whatever. Like I didn't consider that quote unquote on the record. Um, but like when we talked to him later this week, like that's his official media availability. All like a lot of what he says, basically everything that he will tell us that day is on the record. So like we're able to share all that stuff. Um, so like when it's just like me and him just talking, sometimes I'll ask, you know, a follow up to gain clarity, like, you know, oh, is that like, can I, can I say that? Can I report that? Like I'll, you know, I'll double and triple check before I, you know, release something, you know, cause there's been things he's told me and he's, you know, he said off the record, here's this, and then he'll give me some information and, you know, I have to kind of carry that until, um, you know, there's a, a correct time, I guess, or if, unless it becomes public knowledge or something like that, or whatever the case may be. So yeah, sometimes it's, you know, relationship building is a tricky business in journalism sometimes. Absolutely. I'm learning that we're trying to catch up to you, but it's going to be, a, it's going to be a few 10 years <laughs> before we get there. All right, let's move on to Iowa state. Okay. Iowa state, they just wrestled Wyoming. I think Iowa state's looking really good this year. Uh, the competition has been a little stale so far, but we're starting to get into the thick of things in the big 12. Um, I know they got Oklahoma and Oklahoma state coming up. So, um, but let's, let's talk about David Carr. Every time that he wrestles now I'm tweeting hashtag Hodgewatch. Because this guy is going on a as you should. I feel like a lot of people are talking about Gable as they should. Uh, shout out to the Gophers. Um, Gable's has wrestled, I think, five or six times this year. Um, bonus everybody, I think, so far. And uh, David Carr is no stranger to the bonus game as well. Uh, where do you put him in the in the Hodge uh, outlook? Yeah, I think. I think I might still put him on like just the outside looking at just because like, you know, you think of his big matches, like he pinned Kendall Coleman and that's huge. Um, you know, he won, what was it? Dactronics where he came back to beat Rob. Um, yes, time. and that was a really nice, that was a really nice win. Um, you know, I, that might be one of the few matches where he hasn't scored bonus this year. Um, he beat Caleb Young. who's a two time all American. Um, uh, just haven't, hasn't really faced like the stiffest schedule, like you said, but at the same time, like for a guy, that you want to be in the Hodge conversation. And also like speaking larger about Iowa state, which is a team that maybe we'll touch on this in a second, a, a team that I think has top 10 potential this year. Like you want to see no. them blow the doors off these teams and blow the doors off these opponents. And you're seeing that. So it's like, okay, like continue to hold serve until you wrestle tougher opponents. And then let's really see what you do with those opportunities. And then maybe we'll kind of see where he stacks up against the rest of them. So I, it's, it's, I, I like what he's doing so far, and I agree Hodgewatch is, is – I like that term, um, but I want to continue to see this domination against some top-tier opponents. And we're, we'll get to see him wrestle more you know, later this month into February, and then obviously when we get to March, um, you know, he'll have ample opportunity to kind of continue this run that he's been on. But like, you know, continue to hold serve against these guys who maybe not be as good, right? Yeah, and a couple other guys I want to talk about. I know your time is limited. You got to you got to finish this uh, this gym session that you're going on. And for the folks that want to uh, judge Cody for doing this, I literally texted him like an hour ago and was like, "Hey, I are you know the the drama's a little stale this week. We got we don't have we don't put out stale content on this show, but we need some guy to come in and, and help spice this up." So Cody, uh, I appreciate you for having for for coming on. Uh, but before we before we wrap it up, I do want to talk about you and I as well. Uh, before we get to you and I though I want to talk about Marcus Coleman we texted the other night yes, uh, yes he's having a great year he's having a great year his only loss is to uh Parker Keckeisen I believe on the year uh but he's he's, he's pretty good guys he's beating guys left and right and that was a close close match I want to say it was like eight to four something like that the at the Dactronics but uh what do you think it is about Marcus Coleman's success this year 
he's just figured a lot of things out, man. Like he, I had a coach tell me once that it, you have to learn how to wrestle differently at every single division one weight. And when you look at Marcus over his career, he's gone from 74 to 84 to even 97 last year. And I think he figured out a lot of things at 197 last year. Um, so that like now that he's back at 184, like he's doing a lot of really good things. This seems to be his best natural weight. Um, he is an underrated top wrestler. Like he is an absolute hammer on top. I don't, I, I'd have to go back and look at the stats to see how many riding time points he's secured this year, but he is, he's a menace on top. He has really figured out how to use like his explosiveness when in neutral, like he's a guy that when he decides to go, he goes. Um, and he's really hard to stop because he's got a lot of horsepower. Um, you know, I, I'll just, I'll go on the record here on stalemates and tell everybody what I texted you that night. I think he can be an all American this year. I think he will be an all American this year. He yes. looks that good, man. He yes. looks that good. And people can say that I'm biased because like, he's another one of those former Iowa high school wrestlers. And I've been watching him since he won his three state titles at Ames. So is there a little bit of, you know, Oh, like you're just, you're rooting for another Iowa kid. Like maybe, but he also has shown week in and week out that he has got the goods this year. He has figured a lot of things out. And I, I think he's one of the best 884 pounders in the country. And I'm, I'm hopeful that he can prove that come March. Um, you know, God willing that he stays healthy. Yeah, I agree with you. He was one of those guys when dresser and company took over in their first year, like right away dresser was like, this guy's he's got, he's got it. He's got it. He's got to figure it out, but he's got it. I can't remember who did uh, an article about it, but I want to say like St. John uh, was really high on him as well. Um, but it's glad, I'm glad to see Marcus Coleman in there. Another guy I want to talk about is uh, Younger Bastida. I think he's the most dangerous guy in college wrestling, not in the sense of like the, the most Cuban problem. He is going to be a problem for somebody in March. Um, come March, when he gets randomly drawn in, I could see him taking some weird losses. He does. He got pinned by a, a kid that's red shirt and Silas Allred for, for Nebraska, which I've been told is really good. Um, he, he, he's, he just lost to Buchanan in a, in a really close match. Uh, he does have top 10 wins uh, over Warner. And then Panola from Purdue is, is kind of right around that 10-15 range. Um, so he's got really good wins. Um, he did have a close match with Ferrari last year. I think it was like a two, four-point-ish match, but uh, this kid can take anybody down. Um, it would be a tough draw to get in the first or second round, correct? Don't you think so? I don't want to see younger Vestida in the first round if I'm any 197-pounder in the country. And here's like... Here's the really unique thing about like, you know, I think maybe it was you that originally tweeted out that like he this month he's going to see a ton of top tier 197 pounders. And I would argue that everybody below Ferrari, it's like this is a wide open weight, right? So it's key for him to pick up a handful of wins here and there the rest of this month and into February because that's going to help him with Big 12 seeding. And then he's got to bring the goods at the Big 12 tournament because we know that's where a lot of the nation's best 197 pounders are at. So that's obviously going to be super crucial when it comes to NCAA seeding. Now, I think he's got a good enough resume right now where if he maybe flops at Big 12s, he could still pick up a decent seed at the NCAA tournament. But then, like, you know, kind of like you said, like somebody in the first round or the second round is going to look at him being there and they're, they're going to freak out because he is dangerous. He can beat anybody. He could take anybody down from neutral. He seems to have figured out different types of match strategies against the top guys that are working for him to keep him in those matches Let, let's and just, against let's just, the lesser guys. Let's just say it. He finally knows the rules a little bit more this year. 1000%. Like he, <laughs> he, and the other thing too, is like 
a seven minute folk style match is totally different from a six minute international freestyle match. Right. And that's the other, like he has learned how to kind of, he's learned the pacing of a seven minute folk style match. He's understood that like, you know, how to wrestle on the mat um, against the lesser guys. He's working on those escapes and working on building riding time. Um, but like, yeah, like he understands folk style wrestling tenfold better than he did last year, which has helped him a ton in terms of picking up a lot of these wins and contending with the top guys this season. Like he's, he's absolutely like he, you know, he could, he could lose in the round of 16. He could finish top six and I wouldn't be surprised by either result. All right, let's move on to Northern Iowa. Um, we were talking a little bit before this show. I said, I want to talk about Northern Iowa. We brought up West gym and what is going on out there. I have a love hate relationship with West gym. I've embarrassed myself out there. I fell flat on my face in front of uh, a lot of people in West gym. And they told me to go back to Missouri cause I was wearing a Mizzou sweatshirt cause I was cheering for my cousin. Hey, go Tigers. Yeah. Go Tigers. And, uh, well that was a different go Tigers. That was LSU go Tigers. What I just said, um, <laughs> but what is going on with West gym? They are so that they can only have limited capacity, right? And I, I, I brought that up to you because you and I is returning home this weekend. Um, they won't be wrestling Utah Valley because they've got COVID issues, um, but they will be wrestling North Dakota State, I believe, Saturday at the West Gym. Um, and because certain parts of the West Gym aren't up to like Iowa building code, um, they won't be able to have the rowdy hot West Gym at full capacity like they have previously. Um, just because of like safety issues and potential hazard, and um, so I think it's like the COVID top thing? area of. Is that just a COVID? No, thing? I think it's actually. I think it's an actual like Iowa building code thing. The way I understand it, at least, I need to read up a little bit more on it. Um, but when I initially read it, um, this was back, I think, like in the fall, late fall, early winter. Um, so like November, December, something like that. They. Like, they're not going to allow fans on the top part of the West Gym. Like, they're only going to allow them on the bottom part just because of the it's not up to code and there's some safety issues there. So it's not going to be the same hot and rowdy West Gym that we're used to seeing in years past, um, which is sad and unfortunate. Um, and I really hope that they can find a remedy quickly because that's one of the most electric home venues in college wrestling, at least in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I think it would totally change the dynamic of the program if, if they can't uh, continue on in West Gen. That's one of those historic places. Like I said, it's a love hate for me, um, because of how terrible it is for an opposing fan. They should really take care of the opposing fans better. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but they should definitely, <laughs> they should definitely, you know, I, I, I think it's a shame if they're not able to figure something out because, uh, that, that it's a shame not for Northern Iowa. It is a shame for Northern Iowa, but it's a shame for wrestling fans in general. Um, there's a lot of people who said, you know, that they want to, uh, cross it off their bucket list, their wrestling bucket list, uh, in their lifetime. So I, I hope that they can figure that out. Uh, let's talk a little bit about their actual lineup though. Uh, Brody Teske, um, he was right there last year in the, uh, in the mix, uh, about to close to be an all American, a blood round, I believe. Um, what are, what are you seeing from Brody this year? He's had some weird losses, but he's had some good wins. Yeah. He, uh, he lost to, was it Caban Ban at the Dactronics? Yeah. Um, but then he was able to wrestle his way back for third. Um, he's looked solid in the limited time that I have seen him. Um, he's been sitting out with some health issues for the last few weeks. Um, you know, I know he only wrestled twice, I believe, down in Florida when they went down there. He didn't wrestle their duel against Hofstra. Um, they didn't need him. They won pretty handily in that duel. But, yeah, I mean, he looks solid. We got to talk to him before the season. He's, you know, he's still thinking about that 17 seconds in the NCAA quarterfinal where he's up 2-0, I think, on Drew Hildebrandt. Then Hildebrandt scores a takedown, forces OT, scores another takedown, wins the match 4-2. Um, so then Hildebrand goes to the semifinals and, and Teske drops to the blood round. He's, I mean, he's thinking about that and, and that's going to drive him. And, you know, this is another Iowa kid that, you know, I've been watching for years and, 
Um, you know, I, I'd like to think that but once he comes back, he said he's supposed to come back uh, this weekend, if not this weekend, next weekend. Um, he'll be able to hit his stride here in February, turn in a good Big 12 tournament. He's a returning Big 12 champ, um, and then hopefully parlay that into a pretty big NCAA tournament in March. Let's also talk about Parker Keck, guys. And this guy is, I think, probably the only guy that probably that I th I'm putting him in one of the very few guys that I think can beat Aaron Brooks at the end of the year. Um, this guy has an insane pace. I've talked to Corby, who actually spent some time in the room during practices and uh, had nothing but positive reviews for this guy. Um, what are your What are your chances for? You know, obviously, he's in the the uh, the talk of uh, of being a national champion. Uh, but how do you like his chances against Aaron Brooks? I he's he's in that tier of guys who I think could beat him, um, and he almost did in Florida. Like that was that was a three two match, if I remember right. Brooks ended up winning it, um, and I'm, if I remember right, at that match in Florida, he had he was in on a handful of shots near the edge and brooks is just so hard to finish on that you know he was able to take him out of bounds or he was able to extend parker just enough to to you know ev evade those takedowns but yeah i mean he, he was right there and i i swore he was going to do it in florida with the with the number of shots he was able to get on um and it wasn't the number of shots it was the, the just he was able to get in really deep on the shots that he did take um i'm pretty sure they were all in the second period and he was pushing the pace really hard in the third period too um, just wasn't able to get to his leg. So, yeah, I mean, he's in that tier with guys like, um, you know, Trent Hydley. And I, I don't want to say those are the only two guys, but those are really the only two guys that have kind of kept it close with Brooks through, you know, his short college career so far. So I'd like to see that matchup again in the way that it's breaking right now. That could be an NCAA semifinal potentially. So we'll, we'll see what happens through the rest of the year. Another kid that I really like out of you and I is, uh, is Kale. Miles Amin, that was the other one. Dang it. <laughs> Miles Amin, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a pretty big name. Yeah. Uh, Kale Happel, though, big upside on this kid, I believe. Um, seems like he gets himself down early in the matches, but he's got a really good uh, gas tank, kind of puts himself back in the match, um, attacks quite a bit. I like those guys. I think those are the guys that are going to do well in March when guys are uh, kind of getting beat up and, and uh, wearing down on their bodies a little bit. Guys like Kale Happel are, are uh, a big danger. Where do you see him finishing the year? I, I think he gets to the dance, and then from there, you know, it's kind of up to him, right? Like you said, he's a goer. Um, you know, he scored like nine takedowns against uh, his Air Force opponent this past weekend, won 21 to nine, I think it was. It may have actually been like 23 to nine or something like that. I don't, I don't know how accurate the, the box scores were, and um, that was a duel that I couldn't actually catch live. I had to go back and rewatch a handful of those matches just to make sure the scores were right. But yeah, man, he's got a gas tank. He's, he's insane. Um, you know, he's a dude that just really loves wrestling him and him and Doug really get together. Well, like they just, they work well together, coach and athlete, um, you know, and he seems to have found his niche in the lineup to, to be the starting 41 pounder. I, I'm pretty sure his first official duel in the starting lineup was when they went down to Columbia to wrestle Mizzou and Virginia tech. And he knocked off Alan Hart, um, yep. you know, nine to seven, like it was very, it was a very casual win for him. It was exciting. I think for everybody watching, cause it was just like, Oh, Hey, like this is, this is you and I's 41 pounder. Now here we go. Um, so I, I like his chances to, to get to the big dance, make some noise. Um, I think he'll give himself an opportunity to, to make a run there on Friday. Um, so it's just, you know, where do you finish in the big 12 to set you up for that run? Right. Absolutely. Cody, thank you for pausing the bench press and the squats, whatever you're doing, but I appreciate you for coming on the show. What's next? Uh, where are you going to be this week? And I know you're going to be somewhere. Hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> um so hey what's up hello this weekend is the girls state wrestling tournament here in iowa so i'll be at extreme arena in coralville that's a friday saturday tournament so i'll be there both days 
Shout out to the girls. Um, excited to watch them there. There are a thousand girls that wrestled in the state of Iowa this year. Almost 800 of them have signed up for the state tournament. So that's going to be a banger. There's going to be all the girl, the best girls in the state wrestling this weekend. Uh, but while I'm also there, I'll also be watching Penn State, Michigan on Big Ten Network. Um, after that, that's on Friday night. Iowa, Ohio State is after that. So a lot of wrestling this coming weekend. Um, and then I believe I'll end my weekend in Ames where uh, the Cyclones are going to wrestle North Dakota State this Sunday. So um, I'm just going to make a big statewide loop this weekend. All right, man. Well, we salute you for your service. Uh, keep on rocking out there, and uh, let's chat sometime. Are you going to be in Texas in, in February? Will I see you there? I will be in Texas. I just got my media credential approved this week, actually, so I'll be there officially now. All right. Well, we'll ye our last haul together, and uh, enjoy the rest of your workout, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ham. Yep. <sighs> there it was. What do you guys think? Cody Goodwin, wow. good guy, great guy. Yeah, he really gave us a lowdown. That was a good exclusive. I wasn't expecting him to be at the gym, but uh, what uh, what more could I expect if he's not gonna be, if he's yeah. not gonna be working hard at the uh, at the, your local wrestling tournament? He's gonna be working hard, uh, working out. Yeah, he's gonna fit it in no matter what. By he's any by any means. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. I do want to plug something really quick. I want to plug our Discord. Um, we started this thing. I didn't even really know what Discord was. Jason Bryan's Jason Bryant has been trying to get me on this thing for a while now. Um, he he like he he helped me kind of figure it out. I still don't know what was going on. Eventually, I said, you know what? I'm gonna figure this out, and I freaking love it. It is a great way for uh, us to talk with you guys. You guys to talk with us. You guys to talk to each other. Uh, anybody can be in there, and it's basically like one big group chat where we talk about wrestling. There's like four or five different freaking uh tabs up at one time when you're trying to watch wrestling and you're trying to figure out what's going on it's kind of one hub that uh we can chat and kind of talk about the results and what's going on and what matches are coming up um it's just a little bit quicker pace than twitter um mm -hmm. twitter when you send out a tweet it's like more official this is more like a group chat with your friends so um anybody can join it i'll put a link down below so you guys can um Click that and and hop in the Discord server. We have multiple different channels with different topics. Uh, most of the top, most of the general topics are in the general tab. There's also another tab called "I'm Watching Wrestling Live," which means if you're watching a dual meet or a tournament live, hop in there, talk about the matches that you're seeing um, in real time. So, check out the Stalemate server. Um, Tyler, do you want to plug the Patreon? Yeah, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. It's only $3.99. Uh, we'll usually have some extra topics for you guys, or maybe we'll do a whole nother show for you guys, some type of bonus content. So find us on patreon.com slash stalemates. And uh, yeah, subscribe to that. Today, actually, this week's episode, if, you, if you're a Patreon member, um, it's just going to be a completely different episode. We're just going to kind of riff and talk about uh, stalemates and wrestling and everything in general. We don't actually have any set topics um, most of the time we do like bonus topics, bonus, you know, ep bonus, uh, longer length episodes. This is going to be completely different. We wanted to switch it up a little bit. So we'll try it. If you guys like this, uh, this, uh, Patreon only episode better than the previous things that we do, let us know, comment on the Patreon, let us know. Um, our, one of our goals that we want to do for Patreon in, uh, 2022 is we basically want to have like a, some sort of live event every, every month. So, um, we're working on it. Uh, probably won't happen this month being that this is January, uh, January, first month of the year, but we're working on something for February and then, um, the summer is going to be loaded. So mm -hmm. hop on now. You can buy it for the entire year for 35 bucks, something really cheap like that, or yeah. like $3 and 99 cents a month. So, uh, check out the Patreon, shout out to the Patreon family, shout out to the Barbarian Apparel, above and beyond, watch the seal and spider Matt tape.
Go check them all out. Peace, guys.